Here is the closing Schwab market update for Friday, August 11th. The S&P 500 index and NASDAQ composite ended lower for the second straight week, as stronger-than-expected inflation readings sent long-term Treasury yields near 10-month highs and technology shares extended a recent slide. Early Friday, the Labor Department said the Producer Price Index, or PPI, rose 0.3% in July from June. The core rate, which excludes food and energy prices, rose by an identical magnitude. Both were slightly above the 0.2% rises economists were expecting. Those gains dampened the mood somewhat day after investors cheered a lower-than-expected reading for the Consumer Price Index, or CPI. As a reminder, PPI measures the prices domestic producers pay for inputs, while the CPI measures the prices consumers pay. Kevin Gordon, senior investment strategist at the Schwab Center for Financial Research, says that the market is shifting its attention away from corporate earnings after two weeks of busy updates and toward the outlook for the economy and how the Federal Reserve will address inflation that continues to run too hot for comfort. Treasury yields accelerated to the upside and equities to the downside around the PPI release, perhaps reflecting investors recognizing that the process of disinflation is going to be choppy, Kevin says. A lot of the weakness we're seeing today is consistent with recent themes, he adds. Tech is leading the sell-off, in part reflecting profit-taking following a strong first half of the year and competition from rising yields. Here is where the major benchmarks ended. The S&P 500 index was down 4.78 points, or 0.1%, at 4,464.05, and down 0.3% for the week. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 105.25 points, or 0.3%, at 35,281.4, up 0.6% for the week. And the Nasdaq Composite was down 93.14 points, or 0.7%, at 13,644.85, down 1.9% for the week. The 10-year Treasury note yield was up about 8 basis points, at 4.162%. And SIBO's Volatility Index, or the VIX, was down almost a point, at 14.87. Within the tech sector, chip makers were particularly weak. The Philadelphia Semiconductor Index sank 2.3% to a seven-week low. Energy shares gained amid strength in crude oil futures, which have rallied 11% over the past month to near nine-month highs. Small caps ended modestly higher, with the Russell 2000 up about 0.1%, but still down nearly 1.6% for the week and down 3.9% for the month. As far as stocks on the move... Coinbase shares fell nearly 2.5% after Mizuho reiterated its underperform rating on the stock, noting that many crypto traders are moving to other trading platforms. DigitalOcean Holdings shares gained 3.3% after Morgan Stanley raised its rating to equal weight from underweight, saying the company's lowered outlook for 2023 revenue and other financial metrics are in the rearview mirror. Krispy Kreme shares rose 4.2% after J.P. Morgan reiterated its overweight rating on the donut chain, noting that it thinks the company's shares are cheap. Axion Solar Technologies shares plunged roughly 33% after its quarterly revenue that fell short of expectations and the company's forecast for the current quarter disappointed. News Corp shares rose about 4.6% after the media company's quarterly earnings topped analysts' expectations, 
and UBS rose about 5.6%. Following reports, the big investment bank ended a $10 billion loss protection agreement and a public liquidity backstop with Credit Suisse. Major equity benchmarks have been under pressure this month, despite a largely stronger-than-expected earnings season. So far this quarter, roughly 79% of reporting companies have beat Wall Street's average earnings per share estimate, while 58% beat on revenue. The EPS beats rate is close to recent norms, but the revenue percentage is lower than usual and the worst for any quarter in six years. This could have something to do with slowing inflation preventing companies from raising prices much. Kevin notes that tech currently has the weakest earnings profile of the major growth-oriented sectors. Plus, guidance has been pretty weak for some notable large companies, he adds, and given stock prices have not been jumping even when companies beat on earnings and sales, focus has shifted to the earnings outlook. Earnings season slows considerably next week, with about 430 companies expected to report quarterly results, but there are some big retailers on the calendar sure to draw keen investor interest. Those retailers include Home Depot Tuesday, Target Wednesday, and Walmart on Thursday. Big Tech will also be represented with Cisco Systems and Applied Materials expected to report Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Gains in the PPI numbers in part reflected continued strength in services prices. In July, services prices rose 0.5% from June, the biggest monthly increase since August of 2022. Overall PPI rose 0.8% in July compared with the same month in 2022, slightly stronger than the 0.7% that analysts had expected, according to FactSet. Core PPI rose 2.4% annually versus the 2.3% average analyst estimate. The report did carry some encouraging signs, as June core PPI was revised to a 0.1% decline from the previously reported 0.1% gain, and the June headline reading was flat. Also Friday, the University of Michigan said its preliminary consumer sentiment reading showed sentiment slipped slightly in August but still surpassed expectations. The headline figure fell to 71.2 in August from 71.6 in July, but was still above the 70.9 the market was expecting based on a briefing.com consensus. The Fed has been closely watching services prices along with other inflation indicators, so Friday's PPI report served as a timely reminder that the battle to bring down inflation is far from over, Schwab Chief Fixed Income Strategist Kathy Jones says, noting the 10-year Treasury yield ended the week around 4.16% near the 10-month highs posted at the beginning of the month. Yields are finishing the week modestly higher after absorbing a huge amount of Treasury auction issuance, as well as concern the Fed may not be done hiking rates, Kathy says. Thursday's CPI report showed continued softening in categories the Fed is watching, including services excluding rents. But concerns persist over inflation picking up due to underlying strength in the labor market. Still, there are plenty of reasons for the Fed to stay on hold for the rest of this year, Kathy adds. Monetary policy is still tightening with the Fed's balance sheet declining and real rates climbing. Credit availability through the banking channel is declining, and small and medium-sized banks are weighed down with commercial real estate problems. The market appears confident the Fed's quarter-point rate hike in July may have been its last in the current policy tightening cycle, 
Late Friday, the market pegged chances the Fed will raise its benchmark rate at its September meeting at about 12%, according to the CME FedWatch tool. The probability for November is 33%. 